Welcome to the Body Smart Podcast, where we remove roadblocks to fitness and health to empower you to master your health habits. We help you become body smart. All right. Okay, so just started it over. So we can get rolling. Um, so today for our strength training topic, we wanted to talk a little bit about plyometrics and why they are so important. So plyometrics really are an, uh, an important part of um, not only running, but just fitness in general. Um, doing plyometric strengthening um, or plyometric exercises, I, we tend to call them, you know, put them in the strength training category. I feel like they serve a different purpose than strengthening. I feel like they are more of a conditioning than they are strengthening. I, it's interesting to term it. So in, in helping people get back to work after an injury, there's a term called work hardening. And I think that's kind of the role that plyometrics play is they, they work on kind of like bolstering us up for the activities that we're going to be doing. So they're more high intensity workouts that help improve athleticism and overall fitness and strength and whatever. Just go dismiss him. We we got a knocker at the door. Um, Anyway, so that's that's the thing. Plyometrics really do play an important role um, in helping us to get um, more resilient. So to, to make our bodies more resilient, more capable of bearing load. And then they help us improve athleticism, that kind of that get up and go, um, the the springiness in your step, if you will, the, the pep in your step. And so we want to talk about what are plyometrics, what are plyometric movements and plyometric exercises. So a couple of the you know key points, they're a little cryptic. Uh, body um, of a runner, but bones of a volleyball player is kind of what we want to shoot for. Um, we want to talk about what plyometrics look like and how we can do them. So um, a little how-to session. So um, with plyometrics, like I said, they really are helpful in building up our resilience. And and so what that means and, and so leads into the body of a runner, but bones of a volleyball player, when they look at the bone densities of different athletes, Surprisingly, um, the jumping athletes have uh, the, the highest bone densities. I guess that's not super surprising, but what is surprising is how the running athletes actually have fairly low bone densities um, in, in comparison. Hence the reason that we see a lot of bone stress fractures and other things like that. Um, and so we, we like kind of the, the light, thin frame of, of the typical runner is, is great, not necessary. Um, but that, that's kind of, you know, I think when everybody's like, oh, ideally, that's, I'd, I'd look, you know, everyone wants to lose five or 10 pounds and everyone wants to be, you know, thin, fit and healthy. And so, you know, body of a runner, but then the bones of a volleyball player. Basketball players even don't have the same bone density, even though they jump quite a bit. Um, the running that they do uh, doesn't necessarily help them in the building up bone density factor. So volleyball players actually have really good uh, high bone density. Wrestlers have really high bone density. Um, uh, you know, some other sports, gymnasts tend to have fairly high bone density. Mixed um, martial arts. 
Yeah, mixed martial arts. So yeah, getting hit in the face apparently makes your bones thicker, uh, especially the bones in your skull. Um, no. Uh, the well, anyway. So that's what we're talking about. There is, is you want to have that resilience as a runner of of those you know thicker bones, the, the stronger bone structure, bone density that that volleyball players have even as a runner, so that you can bear the loads of running. Um, one of the reasons why runners don't have great bone density, even though they do a lot of impact work, is bones get bored. Um, jumping is, is it's hard to do high volumes of jumping, um, but they're big impacts. So you hit the ground hard, whereas running is a softer impact, but you're doing thousands and thousands and thousands of repetitions. And it turns out that bones actually get bored, that the, the stimulus to thicken the bone is actually within just a few hundred yards um, that stimulus is over um it may not even be that far uh how far was it mark it was it, it i can't remember it, the exact number so it it bone gets bored at after about like 40 loading loading cycles so like yeah. you don't have to run that far so 40 loading cycles if if you know you're going at a decent pace and so your three feet per stride or so you're talking 120 feet per leg to 240 feet total so not even a full football field and and bones get bored and there's a refractory period so a recovery period um of of depending on on the circumstances and the person and stuff like that um anywhere between three before it starts to become effective and, and more like six hours um and so uh, often they will say you know eight to ten hours oh there we go mark's got the graphic already prepared um and i'll put that in the um overcoming and avoiding injury or actually i'll put that in the strength training uh whatever that thing is room later <laughs> perfect hey shannon hey jason thanks for hopping on so we're talking about uh plyometrics why they're so important at helping us build up our resilience and athleticism as a runner and just as an athlete in general, um, as somebody that wants to maintain their health and fitness. Um, so plyometrics just play an important role. And we're talking about why runners actually have kind of lower bone density because bones get bored. And they, uh, we, we want the bone density of, of a jumping athlete, of a wrestling athlete, of a fighting athlete. They tend to have a lot higher bone density because those impacts come less high volume and so the bone doesn't get bored quite as quickly and and they're higher impacts so they create more adaptation more change but they're not at such a high volume that the bone gets bored and so doing some plyometric exercises mixed in with your running training is actually really really good at helping build up that bone density so we recommend that in fact in our um, strength program within uh, our Becoming Body Smart program. We have, we call it the Complete Runner Strength program. Um, we actually, one of the five exercises that we have people do every day in that circuit is a plyometric exercise, something that deals with jumping, some kind of explosive movement, whether that's double or single leg, but something that requires that, um, you know, landing hard as well as heavy lifting also also can help build bone density but the jumping really does make a big big difference um so that's that's what we're talking about when we talk bones of a volleyball player uh, body of a runner
So Mark, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say dive into yeah. what, what do plyometrics, what does that mean? What does it look like? Give us a definition and, <laughs> and your two cents. Yeah, yeah. So just a graphic in another place. When you're looking at it, the one on the left is talking about like who has the strongest bones. And then on the one on the right talks about who has the highest incidence of bone stress injuries. So you'll notice runners are a little bit lower on there on the left, and then they're on one of the highest on the right. Um, so just to know. So plyometrics is uh, you know, there's definitely the the component of like the bones absorbing the the force, but the the big thing with plyometrics is that we are achieving um, maximal force with our muscles as quickly as possible, right? So we're using our strength with really high velocity, um, and so <clears throat> that's beneficial for a couple reasons. So Cameron mentioned one of the big ones, right? Is having that impact force on bones. Um, again, as he said, it gets bored easily, and because plyometrics are from a di bunch of different angles instead of just the repetitive hitting back and forth, bone doesn't get bored in the same way because it's like a bunch of um, new stimuluses each time because it's coming from different directions. So super awesome for building bone strength. Um, again, I want to reiterate that is a great thing to combine with the heavy lifting because heavy load is one of the other things that stimulates bone well. Yeah. Um, so give us but give what, us a definition, Mark, of what what are plyometric movements? What are plyometric exercises? Yep. So it's ones that involve what's called a stretch shortening cycle. By that, what I mean is that the muscle it, that that you're you're going to be using actively <clears throat> is put on stretch, and then that stores energy to be able to release it in the shortening cycle. So our muscles, when they contract, right, you think like I curl my bicep, that, that muscle is contracting, it's shortening. And so that's where we get the stretch and then shortening cycle. And so that's important for a couple of reasons. Some different things happen in there. So the first is in that stretch cycle, that's taking the elastic part of our tissues, right? The tendons and some of the um, other parts of our muscle fibers, and it's it's stretching them out, right? Kind of like a rubber band. And what that does, the same thing is if you stretch out a rubber band or if you stretched out a spring, that that stores some energy and then it wants to bounce back to its original shape. And so that's the first important part of, of that stretch shortening cycle, right? It stores up a bunch of energy in that stretch phase and then releases it in the shortening phase. The other part of it is when our muscles get put on stretch, there's special uh, fibers in there. It's called our muscle spindle, and that senses the stretch, and it causes a reflex for that muscle to contract. Um, and so both the elastic components of, of, um, of that muscle, right, going into the tendon, and then that reflexive activity, both of those help us. So you have the energy storage and release from the elasticity, and then you have the reflexive activity from that muscle spindle, from the muscle getting put on stretch, and all of those combine to help you create more explosive power when you do that shortening cycle. A lot of <laughs> a lot of jargon. Why is that a lot of big words? A lot of big words. Why is that important? It's important because it allows you to produce more force using less energy, and so for runners, that's particularly important because you're doing thousands like, like you're just doing uh t tons of single leg hops right 
Um, we do like <laughs> thousands of, of, of cycles of, of hitting the ground when we're running, um, hundreds to thousands of, of cycles. And so if our muscles are really good at storing and releasing energy, then that means we're going to be able to do a lot more. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Mark, where is going to fatigue us less? Did, oh. It's okay. It's okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can now. Okay. Yeah, okay. So trying I'm to trying to attach a, attach a. I don't know. I don't know. A, 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 a gif of, of, somebody, of jumping. somebody jumping. Are we getting? Are we getting double speed? Can you hear me, twice? You hear me twice? Nope. I can hear you great. Okay. 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 Um, so on anyway, my end. We can we can do more work with less fatigue. Um. <clears throat> The, um, yeah, so, so we basically want, um, like I said, we, we want that to be a really, uh, like a really strong spring, right? It can store a lot of energy and it can keep us moving forward step after step. And so <clears throat> plyometrics should be an important component of, of every runner's training. One, because of the, like, as we mentioned before, oh, Aaron popped off. Let's pull uh -oh. that on. Disappeared. Anyway, Sorry. Um, it, so yeah, so so two reasons, right? One, bone strength. Um, as we said before, the the bones of certain athletes are actually better than runners, right? Volleyball players, basketball players, um, ones that there's a lot of impact. Um, and then two, is to be able to store and release energy better. Um, and and really, it should be a component of everyone's training. So we have you know your regular running training. We have Oh, let's see, did Cameron, oh, there we go, Jeez. okay, I think his internet died this week, that was like mine last week, you're here waiting, I can't see you, Cameron, see. can everyone else hear me, by the way? Okay, you can hear me. Okay, Cameron, I don't know where you are. It's not, uh, you're not popping up anymore. It shows you as online, but uh, not in the audience. So, I don't know. Um, maybe, oh, you're typing. Let's see. Keep requesting to go online. Um, have you tried turning it on and off again? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's not showing you the audience. Anyway, okay, so we'll keep going. Um, where was I? Oh, um, another uh, point that I wanted to hit in terms of the energy storage and release. Um, which goes back to why that heavy load strength training is important. Um, <clears throat> so the stronger that those tendons are, right? So when we do regular strength training, it makes our, our tendons stiffer. There you go, Cameron is coming back along. Makes our tendons stiffer, which makes them more like that, that robust trampoline spring, right? They're a lot harder to pull apart, which means they can store a lot more energy. And so if we're combining that heavy load strength training, with plyometrics, can you hear me? Okay, good. Will you say something so I can see yeah, if I can hear you? We're good. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Um, when we're combining that heavy load strength training with the plyometric training, 
then it means we're going to get even better at storing and releasing that um, energy because those tendons will be really strong and stiff and be able to hold a lot more. And so combining those two really gives us the ideal formula for keeping our tendons healthy um, and for getting ourselves to be more fatigue resistant. Yeah. So I, really, <clears throat> I you know, I like to think of plyometrics or anything where you're loading up the spring and then letting it fly, right? So I was trying to, that's what caused that whole problem. I didn't, I didn't lose my internet. I was trying to download or upload a GIF through my phone on here and it didn't work. Um, Cause I wanted to just show a picture of somebody jumping and how they crouch down to load that spring. And then when they explode, that spring is kind of under tension. So they get a little bit more force with it. Um, it, it, it helps. So you don't have to generate all the force. Um, with with just your muscle uh to load that spring but supply metrics or anything where we're kind of loading up that spring first and and it helps develop just your muscles in a different way like mark's been talking about and so think of anything that's bouncy that so jumping hopping skipping um or where you kind of like move to end range and then back out of it uh fairly rapidly it usually has a velocity you know, like a speed component to it of, of like moving in and out. So you'll see people doing warm ups where they like swing their legs side to side. That's more of a plyometric ish warm up. It's uh, low load plyometric though, um, versus we, we like more loaded plyometrics if possible so that you're, you're training a, the bones, like we talked about muscles, tendons, ligaments, all those things. Um, so yeah, loading up the spring and that letting it fly is, is kind of how I would define a plyometric, um, kind of in the, the simple term. I don't know. Um, yeah. What, so with that, so the how-to then, um, I, I guess the key is you, you need to have some of it in the mix. What we often see is people doing a lot of it and maybe too much as well. So there's a happy medium there of, you know, there's certain fitness trends like boot camps and, and Zumba and high fitness and body pump and other things like that where they may have a lot of um, plyometric movements, a lot of jumping, hopping, stuff like that. We tend to see a fair amount of injury with those things if you do them frequently. Um, and so you just have to be careful that that the mix of that is right, that it's not too much of the jumping, hopping, skipping stuff. But it's it's it can be really good for helping you build that athleticism. So there's just that happy medium between the two. Um, one of the the guy who taught me how to do the scraping treatments, you know, those awful uh, scraping treatments that work pretty well, but are uncomfortable. Um, the guy that was teaching me that, uh, the way he told his first story of when he used it on himself was when he got a new jump rope for Christmas from his wife. And so he started a jump roping regimen. He wanted to do 100 jumps a day. So he went from zero jumps since he was probably in elementary school to 100 jumps a day. Um, and it was just too much too soon. He wound up getting really bad plantar fasciitis and some calf problems. And so it was just overloading it too much. So you just got to be careful with it that you don't do, you know, overdo it. 
but to mix one plyometric exercise into your mix or, or, you know, multiple, just depending on how long you're working out and how hard you're working out and what your tolerance is for it. You can do more and more as you build that up. Um, but making sure that you don't add in too many plyometrics too soon. Um, but they can be really helpful uh, when used appropriately. So as far as the how-to, I would say mix one to two plyometric exercises into your strength training. Jump roping is a really good one. We call it pogo hops is another good one. Um, if you really want a deep lunge, you can do a skater lunge uh, side to side, which is great for your glutes and for building some of those you know, passive structures like tendons and ligaments uh, or ligaments and um, your like your ACL, MCL, PCL, things like that. Really, really good doing the side to side hop skater lunges. Or you can do the forward backward jump lunge. You can do jump squats. All of those are good examples of plyometric exercises that are really suited for runners and anyone that wants to improve their athleticism. Yeah. And I definitely want to reiterate what Cameron said about like easing into it. It's just with any other exercise principle, right? Whether it's aerobic exercise, um, heavyweight training, plyometrics, like all of it is being able to, we call progressive resistance exercise, right? We're stepping up over time. Um, injuries occur most often when we just overdo it. And so like while I'm all for people getting fit and doing more, like that's the danger of a lot of those boot camp programs is that they don't appreciate the time that it takes to adapt, right? Like it's like, you know, a three week boot camp or six week boot camp. Um, just for like changes in muscle size alone, it typically takes 12 to 14 weeks once you're starting a new program. Um, and so if we're just like diving into tons of stuff right away, there's a good chance we're going to get injured versus being able to build up to it. Um, for and sure. so with, with the plyometrics, some of the things that can be nice is um, like you can even start off with some of the warm-ups, right? Like you, you'll see people doing like butt kicks or like the different types of skips. Like that's a good, um, you get some springiness, but it's a little bit more low intensity. You can use it as a warm-up. Um, and then look at just the different ways you can control intensity. So some of those ways are um, how many contacts do you have? By that, I mean like how much is hitting the ground. So if you're doing something double leg, that's going to be less intense than single leg, right? That single leg is going to have to take more of your impact. You can look at speed. How fast are you doing the movement? Um, you can look at um, how much how much weight, right? Are you doing body weight alone? Or some people will end up adding weighted vests, um, things like that. And then uh, the other thing you can look at is like height. So if you're doing, um, you can look at like jumping up on a box or doing like drop jumps down from a box. Um, both of those are gonna work on different elements and different points in the movement pattern, right? So so like a box jump and a drop jump are, are both really nice ways to um, load the lower legs a little bit differently. And and it's, it's different than what you're doing in, in running, which is good, right? We wanna kind of um, have multiple types of movements. And so, whereas, um, you know, running is mostly horizontal, with those box jumps and drop jumps, you're getting some more of the vertical component. And like Cameron said, with the skater jumps, you're getting some of that side-to-side um, -side component. And so getting all those different angles is a really good way to, to bulletproof you. Just kind of like when we're doing our exercises, 
we want to move in multiple different ways, right? Forward, backward, um, side to side, so that we're just hitting our muscles from, from multiple points and trying to shore up all of the weak areas. So we will actually drop uh, a exercise sheet um, in the uh, comments um, when, we, when we post it um, under the strength training uh, feed. So we'll, we'll go ahead and post uh, a series of exercises that you can do. Like we said, you may not do them all at once, like all of these as part of one workout. But there's some ideas of some plyometric exercises you can add into your strength training regimen. Um, most of them are, are honestly, they're in our, uh, in our program, the Complete Runner Strength Program. So um, we'll, we'll go ahead and tack all of those in there so that you can get an idea of so some of the low-level isometric uh, plyometric exercises to, so for warming up and, so, and for working on your form and kind of a progression towards more difficult. So we'll go ahead and post that in there as well so you can see kind of what exercises we're talking about. Um, hopefully that helped the, to define what plyometrics are, why they're important, and kind of how to, to use them. A couple a day is great, but I wouldn't overdo it and, and wind up with uh, different overuse injuries. So plyometrics, Tend to be really good for bones and stiff Cameron, tendons. Wait, and what did you just say? Overuse. What? Did I say what? Overuse. Oh, overload. Overload, <laughs> not overuse. Oh, man. Cuss word over here. Um, <laughs> overload injury, not an overuse injury. Um, <laughs> may, we need to make that a topic soon. We've talked about it a bit in the past, but. Um, so we want to make sure that you don't overload the tendons and things like that. And so plyometrics are a great way of building up that resilience. So anyway, thanks so much for joining. We will catch you on the next call. So Thursday, we are going to talk about overcoming and avoiding injury. And we've got a pretty good lineup of, of things to talk about there. So check that out. Um, yeah, any questions about plyometrics? From, from people, uh, things that you have always wanted to know about plyometric exercises or, or things that you can be doing to improve your workouts and avoid injury. Um, that's what these calls are all about, is helping you get the most out of every workout so that you can stay healthy and young and fit and do all the things you love to do. Um, so let us know. If, if you've got questions, drop them in the comments now, or um, you can put them in the strength training thread and we can chat about them. Um, throughout the week or on our next call. Um, any final departing thoughts, Mark? No, I think that, that covers it. I mean, we, we covered some really good stuff. Um, definitely, I, like I said, I will drop that. So Cameron will drop a, a sheet of the, of the exercises and then I will drop that graphic that I dropped in this chat earlier so you can go check that out. Um, and you can tell all of your friends why you need to strength train and do plyometrics. Um, but no, I think, I think that pretty much covers everything. Perfect. Okay, awesome. Hey, thanks so much for joining us, everybody. And uh, we will catch you on the next call on Thursday. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Body Smart Podcast. Join us in the Body Smart community on Facebook to share your successes or ask a question for our next episode. Now get out there and take the next step toward living your active lifestyle.